Hey, you're listening to Quad Dot Rocks, God, the World, and Other Things. I'm Kenny Price, your host. Our mission, advancing equilibrium in the midst of an agitated world. Friend, if this is the first time for you to join our podcast, I would encourage you to go back to episode one to find out more about what I mean in that phrase, advancing equilibrium in the midst of an agitated world. I won't take time to go through that now. But this is season six, episode 137. It's an abbreviated episode. It's some additional thoughts on the Antichrist that we covered in episode 136. The subtitle is Plain Revelation Series, Revelation chapter 13, verses 1 through 8 continued. But I want to give you just some kind of additional thoughts that were part of my notes that I didn't want to crowd too deeply into the message in episode 136. But these are some additional thoughts that I think would be helpful for you to hear, to think about, kind of mull over in your mind, meditate on it, and let them sink into your mind because there's some pretty powerful uh, thoughts about this past episode, episode 136. But regarding the blasphemy of the Antichrist, the blasphemy will be a verbal assault. And in verse 1, it talks about the seven heads written on each were names that blaspheme God. So what we see really is the perfection of blasphemy. His persecution will be physical assault. So we have the blasphemy, which will be verbal assault on the world and those who reject his message. And persecution will be actual physical assault. But the beast will receive power, throne, and great authority direct from Satan. In the last podcast, I said that it ultimately comes from God, because keep in mind that all of this that is being unleashed on the earth is coming from God's holy wrath against godless man. So Satan, as I said in the last podcast, does have the authority to grant this power, throne, and great authority. And ultimately, it is, it is all still under the care and direction of Almighty God. But the deception will provoke allegiance, the marvel, the astonishment, the wonder. And so the deception is intentionally used to provoke allegiance to the Antichrist. There's a Greek commentator, scholar named Fritz Reinecker, and he made several comments in his writings that I want to point out to you now. And talking about the sea that the Antichrist comes from, he says the sea is an apt symbol of the agitated surface of unregenerated humanity, and especially of the seething cauldron of national and social life, out of which the great historical movements of the world arise. This is the monstrous person in whom political and religious power of the world are finally concentrated, and who is spoken of in Daniel 7 and called the man of sin in 2 Thessalonians 2.3. Also, he talks about the leopard here where it says the Antichrist is described as a leopard. He says the leopard indicates agility, cat-like vigilance, craft, and fierce cruelty. Now, friend, I'm covering this just point by point. You can take time, and that's the beauty of having digital, is to stop, write it down, research it further for yourself. But also, Fritz Reinecker says that the feet of the bear that here it describes the Antichrist, represents slow strength and power to crush. I don't know if you've ever seen video footage of live bears, especially the brown bears, the large bears that are on the West Coast and up in Canada, but they are huge animals and they appear to be almost fat. And we know in all of the different animation series, the bear is always presented as the hoity-toity-doopy-doop. But the fact of the matter is, if you've ever seen a bear without hair, They are a big, huge mass of muscle, and they're designed in such a way that they can come up to a huge log, and without having to have any kind of momentum, 
they can plant their body, use their giant paw and pull and then move these massive logs that it would take multiple human beings to move. But they have that type of embedded core, slow strength and power to crush. And the Antichrist is described as having the feet of a bear. The, The bear's paws are massive and they're designed for slow strength and power to crush. Henry Barclay Sweet, biblical commentator, says the lion blends the massive strength with feline dexterity, following up a stealthy and perhaps unobserved policy of repression with the sudden terrors of hostile edicts. The beast will have the speed and dexterity of the panther, the knockdown force of the bear. And bringing all that together, Bible commentator Leon Morris writes this, John's readers should not think that the powers of good are opposed to an inconsiderable enemy. Now think about that. What Leon Morris is saying, too many times we minimize the power of Satan because as Christians, if you're a Christian and believe in the Bible, you fully understand that Satan is ultimately the vanquished foe. But yet at the same time, that does not mean he is not an inconsiderable enemy. In other words, that the Antichrist that is described here under the full power and control of Satan is a considerable enemy. During his reign, the beast will actively carry out the will of the dragon. Friend, that's a powerful statement, that the beast will actively carry out the will of the dragon, Satan himself. I want to close with this. and As I said, this is a brief comment, but these are some things I thought were worth hearing. But listen, isn't it interesting to see, through the gift of this prophetic book, that one of the most fundamental concepts that God-haters use to keep Christian influence in any shape or form out of our representative government is the cry, separation of church and state, though that doctrine is not contained in the Constitution. The First Amendment reads, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Clearly, the constitutional framers were addressing in the first comment in Amendment 1 the problem that existed in England with a state-established religion where the king and the Christian church were merged, which made the ruling monarchy also the head of the church. But in the end, the beast, the man of sin, the man of lawlessness, the Antichrist, is going to be the full embodiment of Darwin's glorious ascendancy of man to superman, the perfection of the human race found in this one who is ultimate man and ultimate religious leader found worthy of all human praise and worship, except for those who reject the mark, those who are sealed by God. The very antithesis of what abandoned humankind holds to now with clenched fists of iron. So think about it. The very thing that abandoned humankind now, those who reject God as existent, and as authoritative, they hold now with clenched fists to the, the, to the saying, separation of church and state. Yet in the end, they are going to all bow their knees and fall down prostrate before the Antichrist and give him all praise and glory. What a tragedy. What a, what a mockery. And God is going to do this to them for their rejection of him and Jesus the Messiah. To accept God in the midst of the government now would be freedom. It would be love. It would be real power. 
It would be divine provision and it would be success. The acceptance of the false Christ and false God in the government to come will result in their utter destruction of freedom, their utter destruction of freedom of movement, their utter destruction of freedom of thought in this life, and dear friend, utter eternal damnation and destruction in the life to come. Isn't that amazing? When you think, after I finished the podcast a couple of days ago, it it just came to me that it's hard to wrap my mind around the fact that everyone except for those that God seals who belong to God, and it's only, only going to be a handful of people on the planet, dear people, that all of the people, big and little, short and small, tall and thin and fat and ugly and handsome and rich and poor and all of those things, they're all going to bow their knee. They're all going to bow their heads and give praise and glory to the Antichrist, the ultimate human destroyer. Dear friend, I want to encourage you. Think about where you are with the Lord. My prayer is that you have solidified in your heart that you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you belong to him. Friend, these are serious days in which we live. And it's very, very, it's ultimate importance to know where you stand with God. If you take a step back and you say, Kenny, I know for a fact that I belong to God then I want to remind you that all of these things that are coming, God is going to see us through. And in the next podcast, we're going to talk about suffering and Christian suffering. There are some today who say that it's not God's will for the Christian to suffer. But friend, what an indictment. And I will bring it out again in the podcast to come. But across the planet at this very moment, there are Christians across the planet who are suffering, who are being killed for their faith. So we have to admit that there is another thought regarding suffering that we need to look at, and that's going to come up in the next podcast. But until that time, my friend, I bid you peace. Peace.